We're back for another season of the podcast. Uh, a lot has changed, or a lot's been discussed since we were last on and since our last episode, most notably the future of cricket, uh, whether ODIs will be a part of cricket in the future um, and all that sort of stuff. But in saying that, the more things change, the more things stay the same. India disappointed again in a multi-team tournament. New Zealand can't beat Australia in Australia. South Africa's batting once again failing. Oh, there's a lot to talk about in our first episode back. And speaking of change, there's been a lot of change in Nash, your life as well, my, my co-host. Yeah. yeah. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. Um, good to be doing this again with you. Exciting things ahead. Exciting summer ahead in Australia. Um, and yes, a lot has changed um, for me. Um, I've moved across the country from one end. Um, which was the northernmost end. I was in Darwin and moved to the southernmost end in Hobart, in yep. Tassie. Um, weather change as well. Yep, yep, absolutely. Two ends of the spectrum. You experience a winter. You experience the winter for once. Proper winter. I, can, I could see snow on the mountains here. So um, that's, a, wow. that's a proper winter. <laughs> nice. Sharbel uh, here, by the way, from Crickblog, um, who delivered that introduction on the second take rather than the first. Um, up in Queensland today for work, so just a, like a bit tired. I spent a few hours on the road, so bear with me. But um, no, it's been it's really good to be back. Um, looking forward to chatting cricket again. Um, and on this episode of the podcast, we'll, we'll discuss a few things. So what we want to do, we, we want to add a couple of new segments that we want to do every week. First, we'll kick off with is the question of the week that will sort of lead us into the, the main topics. Uh, in terms of Australia, New Zealand, the Asia Cup, and England, South Africa. Um, and then there are a couple of other fan questions that we received that we'll touch on. But then we want to add another special segment at the end that's called Our Takes, where it involves some hypothetical situations that we chat about uh, that cricket fans like to discuss from time to time. And f- an example that we'll, we'll look at today is if we had to pick a T20 team from players just from the 1980s, what would that 11 look like? So we'll touch on that at the end of the podcast. So we look forward to that. Um, Nash, question of the week. Australia's next ODI captain. So Aaron Finch retired over the weekend. A few candidates. Uh, I wrote an article yesterday. There's uh, quite a few candidates there. Who would be your pick? Look, I've been, I've been um, talking about this at work as well for a few days, um, working in a cricket, cricket environment. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk that goes behind the scenes um, about cricket. So I realized that I have, if I was the selector, um, I had two people in mind, actually. One is, and there's pros and cons of both. One is Cam, Cam Green. Cam and, Green? Yep. Wow, okay. That's, Cameron that's Green. Field. And yep. one is Alex Carey. Alex Carey, more obvious, um, yep. given his experience in the domestic structure and given his experience with the, with the Australian team set up as well for, for a while now. Um, yeah. Those two would be my choice. There's names being thrown around for Steve Smith, even for David Warner, um, even Pat yep. Cummins as well. Um, but I just, saw, um, I just saw a statement from Pat Cummins today itself saying, you know, it'll be unrealistic for him to be the only captain across all the formats. Um, you know, it literally just came on cricket for a few minutes ago. It is unrealistic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Australia, oh, okay. yeah. Australia and I think England. he has mentioned that in the past as well. Yeah. Absolutely, he has. And Australia yeah. and England, you know, traditionally have, are known to have sort of 
different captains across the format you know george bailey was someone who debuted as as a captain in t20 for you know in international cricket um maybe australia could go down that path again i don't know but um definitely for me it would be cam green or alex carey cam green because he's young he you know he you definitely know once you know when you look at him you'd know he's going to be a star in the future um but the only uh, disadvantage of cam green would be that he hasn't gone through that failure phase as such you know in cricket that comes to every cricketer he hasn't gone through any in- injury phase as well um obviously being an all-rounder bat you know you bat you bowl he's a quick bowler as well his workloads will start in, in, yeah, you he's, know he's in, had, uh, he's had he's had back issues from memory yes. like a couple yeah. of years ago yeah those stress fractures yeah. so he yeah. wasn't bowling a lot but yeah i get your point and and then you know alex carey would be someone who who is experienced with captaincy but yeah. um i would really like to see him there as the captain because he's a wicket keeper he has eyes on the entire game yeah um and and yeah. he would be the obvious choice what what about you who do you think would be your who, who if you were george bailey right now sitting in the chairman's uh, chairman yep. of selectors seat who would be your pick yep. i'd go alex carey personally Uh I think there's a lot of upside to Carey as a player and as a captain too he's got that experience. I really rate him. I think he's improved so much the last 6 12 months. Um and his play against spin is going to make him very important in India. Um and I think he'll as a leader I think he'll encourage his teammates uh, to play a similar way he does. Um if Australia want to go the experienced way Steve Smith if they want to pick him you know for now until the next year's world cup and then reassess after that I don't have a problem with that but I'd like to see Kerry uh, I think we've only got 12 one dayers from now to the world cup if I'm not mistaken so not a lot of games but I think yeah it's opportunity for Kerry to 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 captain those games against England after the world cup and then the, the one dayers after that wherever they may be so I'd go with Kerry myself Um I think there's so much upside to him. Um yeah, that'd be my do, pick. Do you think even though Pat Cummins has said that you know he won't he won't like to be the captain, do you think there's a safe option there whether it's nah. Pat Cummins or Steve Smith? The issue with Cummins is that um Australia won't play him in every game. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to manage his workload because he's going to do a lot of bowling in test cricket. He's going to be in that World Cup um the T21 Uh, coming up so he's Alex Carey's uh, more likely to play all the one days for Australia rather than Cummins because you got to manage uh, Pat Cummins workload so Cummins for me is out of out of the question I think he's ruled himself out too rightly so um David David Warner turning 36 next month yeah um, a bit old for that now um even though he's still playing well Glenn Maxwell's another name that's there um but maybe i reckon he'd be good as a vice captain yeah he'd be good as a vice captain and and fun, uh, interesting you touched on glen maxwell because that was going yeah. to be my question to you um yeah is you know it's world, world cups world cup is not like 2 years or 3 years away it's it's less than 12 months away so yep. is is there is there a, a a situation now where it's safe to go with the tried and tested option of someone like a uh, glen maxwell you know not with australia perhaps but he has been captain of you know stars and he has captain in ipl as well um yeah. you know his captaincy style he, you know you, he he is going to play every white ball game he has that big play energy as well um around him so is that a clear like a safe option i don't know if it's safe um 
But in terms think, of in Alex, terms of, I think in Alex Carey personally knowing, is the safer knowing one. Knowing what he will bring to the yeah, captaincy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly, possibly. But I think he'd do really well as a deputy. So you don't pressure him or force him to focus on any of the captaincy stuff. Leave that to someone else. But he can come in with any of his insights and stuff. Because he reads the game well, Maxwell. They yeah, let absolutely. him do what he needs to do and just leave the leadership stuff and the captaincy stuff to someone else. That That's what I think would be the best move there. Yeah, because Australia need a fit and firing Maxwell and focused Maxwell if they're going to do well next year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I would have, I would have liked for Finch, you know, given given his batting was horrendous in the last few months, I would have still liked for him to have that continuity till the World Cup. Um, but yeah. again, for from an Australian player's point of view, it's it's sort of not. He couldn't make it. He couldn't make it in the end. He, I know he tried to get to twenty twenty three World Cup, but he couldn't. He just couldn't in the end. It was just, yeah, it was just the situation where he just didn't have it anymore. And now, you know, maybe the World Cup might be his last time he plays for Australia as well, um, in terms of the T twenties. But yeah, it's just disappointing how it ended because Finchie, you know, touching on Australian captains, he's had a great career, not only with the bat but tactically as a captain. I think I, I tweeted that. Australia have to make this decision knowing that whoever takes over has got big shoes to fill because Finch has been so good as a captain tactically and in terms of a leader. The way Finch rotates his bowlers and the way Finch uh, sets his fields, I think he got it spot on in that New Zealand series and he's done so over the years. So big shoes to fill and we want to thank Finchie for whatever for everything that he's done in Australian colours, no doubt about it. So yeah. it's a big decision. Absolutely. Speaking of Australia, New Zealand, it's like Arsenal at Old Trafford, man. <laughs> it's like Arsenal at Old Trafford. No matter how the game seems to go, um, Arsenal could be dominating, New Zealand could be dominating, which was the case in this series. New Zealand went in winnable positions in the first two games, lost both, lost 3-0. They don't win here. They just don't win here. Why is it? I think it was... Yes, it was good bowling. You can see in the in the in the last ODI, um, it, it, you know, in all three ODIs from Australia's yeah. point of view. But the batting was horrible. Like some of the Kane shots, Williamson, Kane Williamson. What are your thoughts on him at the moment? I think a lot. Look, I, you know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but there has been a lot of attention on the other three players of the Fab Four. Hundred um, percent, I agree. But Kane yeah. Williamson sort of, sort of, his poor form just keeps on going, and no one seems to notice because yeah. apparently he's the nicest guy in cricket, which which he very well might be. But that doesn't help with you know scoring runs. Um, it's true. His, his no, last you're, one, you're bang on. Yeah. His last one day hundred came in two thousand nineteen, and to be fair, he hasn't played a lot of one day after that. Um, he played what like ten. So, 10 or 12 no, yeah, ODIs. Uh, not, not only the ODIs, it's also just the white ball in general, his overall yep. form, I think Absolutely. his overall mindset. You go back to the IPL, I don't think he even struck at 100 in the whole tournament. Like he, he was strike rate as under. I think he's just afraid of getting out at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I like if, his batting. I love his batting. Like he's yeah. one of the, you know, he's one of the greatest cricketers from New Zealand to ever yeah. cricket. But, yeah, and, we keep on saying about, oh, but what about Virat Kohli or well, what about Steve Smith or what about Joe Root when they were not scoring hundreds? You know, the thing about Virat Kohli, I checked, you know, a few, I checked the numbers a few few days back and England's best batter 
um, one of the best batters in T20, this is T20 purely, um, is Josh Butler. And he averages 46. Um, since Kohli's 70th century, he averages, Josh Butler averages 46 in T20 International and Virat Kohli averages 45. Yeah. Josh Butler played at a striker, sorry, striker, it's important. Josh Butler played at a striker of 139. Virat Kohli yeah. played at a striker of 136. So, you know, that, that, that's the, yes, Virat Kohli has set such high standards of scoring hundreds that his 46 and these numbers get go unnoticed. But same cannot be said about Kane Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, 100% and good research there, good, good uh, look into the numbers. But I think Kane Williamson, I think I said before, is afraid of getting out, it seems, because it's not as if he can't score quickly. What was, what was the year he won the Orange Cup? I think it might have been 2018 in the IPL. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the year when Hyderabad did really well. I think they all... Yeah, they made the final. Yeah. And um, Williamson hit over 700 runs, but I think his strike was like 140. He was on fire. So... He's got it in him, but I think he's just got to unlock that, um, that's, that part of his game where it starts in the mind. Because even in the third one day, New Zealand started very well, but then Williamson came in and things started to slow down again. Um, yeah, so a lot to think about there. New Zealand, well, we don't worry about New Zealand here in Australia, it seems. Um, no matter where we're at, seven, eight for 110, doesn't matter. We'll get close to 200 and win by over 100. It's... It's crazy. Um, and and to, be, it, yeah. to be fair, I, I seem to be, you know, I, I, I look like I'm going on about Kane Williamson, but mm. this, is just an, this is just me ranting about how other three members of the Fab Four, you know, the criticism on them is so much that yeah. Kane Williamson's poor form just seems to go unnoticed. I'm repeating myself yeah. again, but the numbers that Kane Williamson had in the, in the recently concluded series against Australia are shocking. For, for someone of his caliber and his class, those numbers are shocking. He scored, like, he scored 89 runs at an average of 29 at a strike rate. Can you, can you guess the strike rate? It's probably guess. about 30 or 40. It, it was, it, it's 48. It's not even crossing 50s or 60s. It's 48. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, and, and it's just wow. when you're... When you're Number three or number four uh, is not performing and not, not scoring at a, at a good rate. You, you're bound to you know, lose, lose games from there on. For sure. And this is not sort of bashing Kane Williamson because we don't like him. You know, he's one of my favourite players, Kane. But it's a conversation, I think, uh, that needs to be had. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Williamson, his mindset, uh, as I've said before, is probably letting him down at the moment. Um, and that reflected in New Zealand's performance. Over, I think they've just got a mental block here in Australia. They do not know how to win here, uh, no matter the format. I think it's been 11 years since they've won a game in any format here. Yeah. And you I think they should, they should ask Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. No, they need to ask uh, Regis Chakabfa from Zimbabwe oh, how, to win, yeah. how to win in Australia. Yeah, so, yeah that's uh, yeah, disappointing from New Zealand again in that series. Um it is what it is for them. that They've got a few things to work on ahead of the World Cup, but see how they go in that T20 tournament. In terms of tournaments, Nash, Sri Lanka, what a win. I, I, I didn't have them winning the tournament, no doubt about it. Neither did I. Um, India, could we just blame the toss? on Because Sri Lanka showed in the final that you can win yeah. batting first, 
Yeah. Talk to me about India. What's going on with them in multi-team tournaments? I think it's 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 nothing to do. I don't think it's anything to do with like multi-nation tournaments. It's <laughs> again, this is mate. Yeah, the king of the bilaterals. If it's judged on the bilaterals, India will be lifting all the trophies. But it's been oh, a decade absolutely. since India, with the talent that they've got, they haven't lifted anything um, major in that time. Yeah, and I really I can't pinpoint one um, sort of one issue yeah. uh, with the setup. There's in in this Asia Cup, I think there was um, it was a perfect chance um, to sort of seal that. combination and balance for the world cup um and i think to some extent that they, they did that um you know having care yes kerrall opening did not work out this time but having kerrall rohit sharma um even virat kohli opened when he scored finally he scored the 100 i kid you not sorry yeah. sorry to go off on a tangent here but as i, I you know it, the game i i'm not i couldn't watch the games obviously with the with the broadcast in australia at like you know um midnight but Yeah. Um I I woke up the next morning I saw the score and saw Virat Kohli scoring 100 I came out of the bedroom my wife was getting ready for for work I just had my hands on my knees and said oh finally he scored 100 I had such I, I had like a, you've just run a marathon <laughs> Oh absolutely I felt so so such yeah. a big relief but anyway mm. um coming back to the team combination it was you know having surya kumar yadav score runs as well you know 30s and 40s um uh, what i would have really liked to see was actually getting mohammad shami back into that team mm. i know he is in the that's a big five, debate at the moment mm. i would have loved to see him um we all so he's been he uh, he's been named as a reserve player in the t20 world cup squad hasn't he yes he has so it's i think surya sayer um mohammad shami Um, Deepak Chahar I think it Deepak is. Deepak Chahar is um third yeah. one and there's one more I think. Um Interesting. Yeah, yeah and you know it really I you know to be fair Ashdeep Singh got in there and you know he's going to be a great bowler for India in the future and um this would be a perfect chance for him to learn on Australian pitches and to see what Australian conditions do for his bowling and how they help him. um how how the australian conditions help him um yep. you know with those yorkers in the early early swing but coming back to your point about multination tournaments uh, it it's i don't think it's anything to do with that i don't think uh, uh, there might be some sort of mental block when it comes to multination Just tournaments but um, think of it this way think of it this way india almost always beats sri lanka yeah in a bilateral yeah that game was a bilateral that super fours game in india bat first at dubai they win that nine times out of 10 i'd say yeah but it, the fact that it's a, a pressure tournament kind of thing a trophies up for grabs in a multi team tournament india sort of even tactically don't quite get things right um look i think personally for india now there's some questions about their team combination who opens do you open with virat now and and drop I would Kale love down. to see Virat opening like I've always maintained my stance yeah. since he scored that 973 runs in IPL yeah. opening uh. I've always I've always maintained my stance on um, Virat Kohli opening in T20s yep. he has to open he has to open and you know score that he, he can bat quick let's not kid ourselves yeah. he we have seen him bat quick we have seen him bat yep. fast he can do that um yes you know there was kel rahul joke in that in that press conference saying someone asked him the same question and he's he's sort of jokingly replied so 
do you want do you expect me to sit out um it, it was an obvious joke you can't you know Kane Rowell has been a great servant for India as well as an opener um he's just going through a bad form at the moment but yep um if if Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli you want you'd want two of your best batsmen to open and face as many balls as possible in the in the shortest format why hasn't rishabh pant fired in t20 cricket yet that's one of the great mysteries because india have got a decision to make regarding that as well is it dk is it rishabh pant is it both with jadeja out now can india afford to go in with no left hander in the top 6 top 7 or whatever it is so i think you know i i saw that interview i think it was from rohit sharma say um you know we we wanted to go with the left hander in the middle order that's why we went with rishabh pant and not dk but you know in in a game like that when you you have to sort of um it's almost as putting you're putting all your eggs in one basket um if you have the confidence within your top 4 that they will yep. do most of the most of the you know batting in the in the shortest format then you all you need to do is have a good finisher whether it's a left hander or right hander won't matter there and dk is i think D- dinesh karthik has shown us that he is that finisher in the last four overs five overs um yep and and so are you fair, are you are you on the side of the fence that no matter left hander right hander just pick your best team exactly exactly yep. um in, in test it's a different different question but when it comes to t20 internationals you need you you need people with specific roles um to do yeah. those specific jobs that's true that's a really good point because i don't know what rishabh pants role in the team yeah, is absolutely. sometimes he's been sent to open sometimes he's been sent in the middle overs other times he's been sent in as the finisher they're trying to figure it out but dk is a lot is much clearer Look, i, want, I don't finisher. think i don't think he's a finisher this is rishabh pant i'm mm. talking about i don't think he's a finisher yeah um he's probably he's a spin hitter in the middle exactly yeah. he's pure power um yeah, yeah and as a finisher you do yes you do need the strength and the power to hit, clear the boundaries but you also need the you know the the smartness to pick yeah. the gap, pick, pick the That's gaps right. as well and pick twos and threes in, when the boundaries aren't not coming um and dk can do that perfectly so have your best top 6 or top 7 and then just hope that they you know your top 4 will play out most of the overs and score the runs Yep. Quickly before we touch on Sri Lanka, um India's bowling attack now, you got Harshal Patel, Bumrah, Ashdeep Singh and Bhuvneshwar Kumar. So you're probably going to have three pace bowling slots there in Australia. One has to miss out. Who's it going to be? If you had to pick one at the moment. Look, I think Bhuvi and Bumrah will play. They, you know, it's um, yeah. it's a given. It's uh, a given. Um yeah. and given it's australia they'll go with one more um and i do feel it can be ashdeep singh um yeah. so i think that, i agree with you there and that's yeah. it, it feels unthinkable to to, to not play harshal patel but how good's ashdeep singh yeah exactly like because, if i found me yeah anyway because um the thing about this is the thing about harshal patel is if he misses the yorkers there's no you know he doesn't have anything else in his arsenal Um, oh, he's got that slower ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like he has. Sorry, that's what I mean. The slower Yorkers and the slow balls that he bowls. Mm. Um, if he does, if he misses that, um, you know, that's it. Whereas Ashdeep is, you know, you get that natural variation with the left-hander. Um, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, Ashdeep can bowl good slow ones, good fast Yorkers, good slow Yorkers. So 
I think and it, it, if you want someone like Arshdeep to play um, for next 10-15 years, this is the perfect time for him to experience that. Oh, I agree with that. That's a good point because he's got he's got what it takes. Yeah. Um, Sri Lanka, great victory from them. I'm thrilled for them. Uh, who impressed you from from Sri Lanka and also maybe in the Asia Cup in general? Like I think Rajapaksa, just as that that left hander spin hitter we talk about there. He played some crucial knocks in that tournament to get Sri Lanka over the line. They look they look okay, Sri Lanka. They they look the, the, on the the right track. What would you say? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, as you said, Rajapaksa was really good for Sri Lanka. Um, and um, the, the new left armor they've got. Yes, he looks very good. Um, you know, and and to be fair, captaincy from Shanaka was good as well. Yeah, he's um, doing a good job. He's doing a very good job. He he he. You know, to restrict Pakistan four hundred and twenty-one. Um, yeah, it was, we talk it about was, we talk about players out of form and T Twenty anchors and slow knocks. Pakistan got that terribly wrong. Yeah, um, there was I think a poll. You know which innings was better? Was it Baba's five off six balls or Muhammad Rizwan's fifty five off forty nine yeah. balls? And you know the second innings it might look good in terms of the average and the the half century, but it's very damaging in a chase of one seventy. So absolutely, you can't you you know you, your opening batters can't can't be batting at a strike rate of hundred and ten. Yeah, that, that's the issue with Pakistan. They've got a lot of anchors in that team, and T Twenty cricket is moving away from anchors. Yeah, you, you know you need you need some. You need some impact in your in your in your team. Um, so that's something for Pakistan to consider. Speaking of impact, who needs a test match the last five days? You just need two and a half, England and South Africa. Um, I remember I tweeted in the first test that South Africa visiting Australia would be a great series because of the Proteus bowling attack. If they don't bat long enough, it's not going to be a contest. It's just it's, not good enough. It's I- I can't like I can't remember the last time there was a score of more than sort of four fifty or five hundred in England. Um, yeah, India yeah. did score a few last year when they were there. Um, yeah. but aside from that, it was like I can't remember. It's just so hard to bat there with the with the conditions. Yeah, but it's also but, the yeah it is difficult to bat there, but the players are not doing themselves any favor Absolutely. driving loosely on the up and yeah. uh, not displaying the kind of patience and technique that you need to survive in those yeah. conditions but basketball yeah. rolls on basketball rolls oh, on uh, I, I, yeah i don't i don't <laughs> i don't like that I, I, i'll 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 argue against we'll see it. next year look it is going to make for a very good ashes series and i thank south africa for playing as a crawley into form because I, I don't think it's not yeah, i don't think it's going to do anything uh, for you're gonna matches. you're gonna have you know you're gonna have Zach Crawley there against Hazelwood and Cummins and Co. And if he gets through that and scores it, runs, yeah, I can't even believe I can't even believe you're imagining Zach Crawley surviving <laughs> surviving Cummins Listen, and Hazelwood. Funny things happen, and things when you say things that can age so badly that you know if Zach Crawley scores, then you know we see it all. But, but to be fair, know. to be fair, Zach Crawley scoring sixty nine not out in the last innings, you know, even though, even if he would have got, got, you know, got out quickly, England would have still chased, chased that. Yeah, down. That's, what, really that's what, by him. that's yeah. what happened. That's what happened with, uh, with Zach Crawley against India as well. Um, yeah. It was a really low scoring fourth innings target. Um, uh, 
it, in versus South Africa. Um, yep. To be fair, against India, it was slightly more than that. Um, but England did manage to chase that down as well. Um, yeah. And I can't, I can't believe that they let Zach Crawley score any runs. To be honest, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident that just South Africa and just, Hazel would. I have think South Africa were just flattened by their batting performance. They were just so bad and um, offered very little resistance apart from the openers in that second innings, I guess. But um, anyway, keeping time in mind, uh, there's a couple more things I'd like to look at. Uh, there's a couple more questions here. Uh, one here from the Falling Sweep on Twitter, uh, mainly the template for the ideal T20 numbers 5, 6, and 7. That's where most battles are won or lost, so do a touch upon them. I agree with that. That finishing position that we talked about earlier, yeah. crucial. You're having sort of Sri Lanka, Rajapaksa in that position, crucial for them in that tournament. Dasun Shanika did well there as well. That's where the teams are going to have to be crucial into, crucial in the t- combinations, finding those Absolutely. combinations for the World Cup. And that leads to the next question. I'll get your opinion in a sec, Nash, on, uh, Rob, from Robin underscore rounder. Should Steve Smith be there in the Australia's team in the T20 World Cup? I'd say no. I want Tim David um, at five, six, seven as the finisher. Yeah. Steve Smith's role is not known in the T20 side. So, you know, it's a difficult decision to leave Smudge out because he's a terrific player, but not in T20. I'd, I'd rather Tim David there as an impact finisher. What are your thoughts? I think you're right. I think um, Steve Smith has been tried a few times in T20. Uh, yeah. I think he was tried at number three as well, um, yeah. which is where he mostly batted. Um, yeah, but, with Mitch Marsh killing yeah. it there, then Steve Smith's role is not known. He's almost like a yeah. floater. If there's a crisis, he'll put Steve Smith in. But as you said before, you've got to back your top four, top five yeah. to do well, and then the finishers to do well uh, after that. And, and so. you've got, you got players coming through um, for Australia, especially in the shortest format. You've got, yeah. you know, you've got Ben McDermott, uh, there yep. as well. Um, you got Josh English um, coming through. You know, you got some other youngsters coming through. Even Cam Green can do a job in the top four if if need be. So, um, I think I think you're right. Steve Smith's role is not known at the moment. Yeah, for this um, tournament, I think Australia will go Stoinis and Wade there because of what they did last year. And then you know, I think you got to slot David in. You can't leave him out. He's just got too much potential in terms of the the impact that he can provide. I think given that Australia have picked. Tim David, um, mm. he's he's going to play most of the games, um, or yep. hopefully all of the games, um, yep. and then that'll be that'll be really fun, actually, int- and interesting to see where Australia slot him. Um, and, yeah. and and we, in fact, we can actually find out in eight days' time when they play India in India. Um, mm. You know, there's a T20 international come series by, coming up. Come by quickly, man! The yep. time's it flying. Has. Eh? Wow. It has. Um, yeah, I'm so looking it'll be, forward to it'll that. It'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I'd like to end this podcast on, and, and every podcast episode uh, going forward, is a little segment called "Our Takes," where we look at uh, just a hypothetical situation that you know a lot of us cricket fans like to discuss. Um, and, and today, as an example, we'll look at our T Twenty Eleven, comprising of players who played in the 80s i think that that's a, a nice interesting little thing to, to end the, the podcast on um nash did you want to have a go first or did you want me to to try yeah i can have a go first um 
Okay, if you, go if you don't it. mind. Um, so I've, I, I'm not sure how, how good this team would have been back then, but I, I hope I'm being a good selector yep. here. So I'll start with um, View Richards, obviously. The, you know, no, no doubts yep. about that. Uh, I'll Are put, you open with him? Yep, I'll put Srikanth with him at the top. Um, yep, okay. One of the um, you know fastest back yeah, of, of the of the decade, and um, just the don't care attitude of the T twenties um, that he needs yeah. at the top. Um, I'll go with Dean Jones as well. Um, yep. Then I'll go with uh, Javed Miandar. Um, I'll yep. go with Zahir Abbas. I'll go with um, Greenwich from the Caribbean. Um, yep. I'm sort of batting deep here. I'll go with Alan Border. Um, Oh wow, and you're batting then, very deep. Yeah, and then and then I'll act. In fact, also go with two all rounders, which are Kapil Dev and Imran Khan, one of the you know two yeah. you know uh, greatest all rounders uh, from the decade. And then I'll end with Malcolm Marshall um, and Ravi Shastri as the spinner. Ravi Shastri can give me that batting option as well, so I'm batting yeah, really he can. deep. Um, you're batting deep, and and hoping that um, Kapil Dev, Imran Khan, and Malcolm Marshall will do the job. Interesting. So no Ian Botham there for his hitting. No. So it's tough. It's hard. You got to leave yeah. someone out. Is there? Yeah. I would have. Um, sorry, before you get onto your team, I, the, the reason I'm not defending my, you know, trying to defend. I am trying to defend myself, but the reason I'm I've not gone with Ian Botham is, you know, Kapil there and Imran Khan. I know will do the job. Um, yeah, of course. Know, they, yeah, yeah. Kapil there has ha- ha- scored runs that a striker of hundred and one during the eighties and. Yeah, average he, is like twenty five yep. with, with the ball. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason why I'd go both them over Imran Khan it's it's a tough one because both them his hitting ability, the strike rate in the eighties in the in the nineteen eighties compared to seventy two seventy five for Imran Khan, which is still very good for that era. Um, but just beefy could could hit a ball a long way. He was incredible. I go to Gordon Greenwich and Dean Jones, my openers, Zahir Abbas at three, Viv Richards. You can put Viv Richards a bit higher, but I've got him as my captain. He's an absolute must-have. Salim Malik can offer a um, an off-spin option too. He was a very good player. Um, had a strike rate in the mid-80s. Yeah. That's brilliant in that era. I go Kapil Dev. He was one of my first picked. He has strike rate of over 100, and he was one of the um, the highest wicket takers from memory in one day as in the 1980s. May have been yeah. the highest. So he was definitely the highest. In, was the highest, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go both of them. Oh, tough one between he and Imran Khan. Could play both. But then I've got Richard Hadley, who had an insane record. Uh, I think he averaged 18 um, yeah. in the 1980s. Yeah. Imagine him in the power play with Razim Akram, and then you can get uh, Malcolm Marshall, then Joel Garner. Like, yeah. I don't care about spinners. Like, I could I could have Salim Malik bowl bowl some spin if um, if the, the other paces haven't ripped through the other team's batting by by yeah. then. So, um, what a team that is! Yeah, incredible. One one change I think I would like to have is both of us haven't picked uh, Tendulkar. I think a 16 and a 17 year old Tendulkar. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he debuted, debuted in, in 89. 89. Um, yeah, 
He would have been brilliant. He, I can't like. I'm just trying to imagine what he would have been in yeah. the twenties back then. I think as a sixteen-year-old. Um, I think another good hypothetical we might do next week is players who never played a T20. Yeah. Um, just before, say, between the nineties and uh, and two thousands, you know, like um, or who who played only ten T Twenty internationals or less, yeah. who could have made a bigger career, you know, who they were they were born just before the T Twenty boom. That's an interesting one. But yeah, Tendulka, it, it does fall yeah. in that category. Did debut in the eighties? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but just yeah, those players. Imagine, imagine those guys. Uh, you know, batting today. Yeah, I think I tweeted recently, Viv Richards. Oh. Imagine him batting on those grounds and those pitches with the big bats. Him, me. watching him bat with, with the bats like a David Warner's or a Marcus Steiner's, oh, that would, that would <laughs> yeah, be crazy. That's carnage. Watch out in the crowd. Like, yeah. That'd be something else. There'd be no ground big enough, that's for sure. Yeah. Nash, this was fun. Glad to be back. Looking forward to doing this every week again. And now that you're in the same time zone as me, that definitely helps. <laughs> Absolutely. No more daylight savings. Well, for, for the yeah, at least. No yeah, difference. yeah. Um, now, looking forward to this. And thank you to all the listeners. Um, if you have any questions for us that you'd like to cover, feel free to contact us on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at CrickBlogPod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to contact Nash, Nash V Sant on uh, Twitter and myself at crick underscore blog on Twitter as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Nash. Thank you, Shabba. It was next week. Uh, fun doing this again, and um, I look forward to doing this again more regularly now. Thanks, brother.